the practice of journaling, not just for me, for anyone, lets you write down your thoughts and then it gets it out of your head. When it's in my head, it's like an echo chamber and it's much more exaggerated and amplified and it's much, much more serious. But as soon as I write a thought down on a piece of paper or type it into a notes app on my phone, whichever way you decide to journal, as soon as I can see it in front of me, there's so much distance now. It's not in my head, clanging around and on repeat and getting, you know, stirred up. Now it's just static on a piece of paper and I can look at it with some objectivity. And then I can wonder about it and think, is that really so serious? Is that really true? Do I need to keep thinking that? Can I find evidence to the contrary? You know, and then I can do something with it. But when it's in my head, I'm not really asking those questions about it. Welcome to the Confidence Council podcast. This show is designed for high achieving women who, despite having a great life, just know that they're destined for more. Whether you aren't sure what that next level is, or you have an idea, but the vision feels out of reach, then this podcast is for you. My name is Monica Burkoff. I'm a trial lawyer, a mom, and a wife, and I'm here because I know from my own experience that feeling stuck or unfulfilled does not have to be your reality. With a positive mindset and the right counsel, you too can create the life of your dreams. My hope and intention for this podcast is that you walk away feeling confident, motivated, and inspired to embrace your authentic self and to take bold action toward your dream life. Are you ready to get started? All rise. Hey everyone, welcome to the Confidence Council podcast. I'm your host, Monica Burkhoff, and I'm so grateful that you've decided to join me here today for another episode of the show. So before we dive in, I just wanted to say happy belated Mother's Day to all my mamas out there. I hope that you got spoiled and got to relax and hopefully sleep in and just had your husband and babies take care of you all day because that is what it's all about. So As I said, today on the podcast, I will be joined by journal creator, resistance coach, fellow podcaster, and journal enthusiast, Bex Beltran. Bex is here today to tell us all about the benefits of journaling, including how a daily writing practice can help you release resistance and how a daily writing practice can support your personal growth and self-development journey. If you've been around here for a while, you know that journaling is part of my morning routine and something that I absolutely swear by as being part of my self-development journey and self-awakening, if you want to call it that. Since I started journaling, I would say I have increased my self-awareness. I've worked through old stuck emotions. I've set goals for my future. I've achieved those goals. I've become a more centered and grounded human being. I've become a better wife, a better mom, and a better sister and daughter. Um, And so I can just go on and on about the positive effects of journaling on my life. We all know the benefits of meditating, right? I feel like it's pretty widely known now and accepted. And I just am one of those people that have a bit of a monkey mind. And so I've tried to meditate, but 
I'm not very successful at it. I start thinking of other things and I just can't really ever get into it. And so journaling is a great replacement for that. It's a good place to start. It's that awareness and kind of going inward, but doing something. So if you can't sit still and you need to be doing something, this is a great place for you to start. If you're a complete journal beginner, we'll go through how you can get started, including setting up your writing environment, how long you should be writing for, and most importantly, what to write about. If you have an existing practice, Bex will share some tips and ideas to take it to an even more meaningful level. You're about to hear us nerd out big time about journals and self-reflection. So if you're curious and have been thinking of incorporating a writing practice into your daily routine, or if you already have one and you're looking to kick it up a notch, then keep listening. Bex, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to talk with you about journaling and resistance. Yay. So to kick things off, I'd love to have you introduce yourself to the listeners. Tell us a little bit about your path and what led you into the resistance coaching that you're doing and then what has led to this appreciation and love for journaling. Great. Thank you. Yes. So my path, um, I think I followed a very default path throughout my early 20s and 30s and um you know, I was all about what the messages I was getting from society about what I should do or what successful people do. And I wanted the promotion and I wanted the office and I wanted the house and I wanted all those things. And then about seven or eight years ago, I started finding different teachers and different resources and different mentors. And it really started opening my eyes and my mind to, do I want this stuff? Is this giving me the life that I want? Is this really what I value? And so I started questioning a lot of things and I went through a a few internal transformations and external transformations as well around that time. And so I was, you know, excited about the changes and I made the changes for myself. And uh, a few years into that, different things happened right around the same time. So that around that time is when I started taking journaling seriously. And that's also when I went through my coach certification program and decided that my specialty would be resistance coaching because no matter what area of our life we think about, if it's career, if it's relationship, if it's our money situation, if it's our self-worth, there's always a seed of resistance there that's holding us back from doing what we want or getting what we want. And so what are some of the things that you felt were creating resistance in your life that you kind of began to unravel through the practice of journaling? Yes. So um, self-doubt is a big thing. Like when I say, you know, I'm a resistance coach and people say, oh, what do you mean? Like, what is that? It's all the little thoughts that we have and sometimes big thoughts in our head that keep us from going after or doing what we want to do. So when you ask me what were some of my things, it's like self-doubt. I thought I wanted something else and then I, oh no, I would never be able to, or what would people say, or what would people think, you know, as if someone else's thought has anything to do with my life, right? Or my happiness. So the practice of journaling, not just for me, for anyone, lets you write down your thoughts and then it gets it out of your head. For me at least, and I think for many people, when it's in my head, it's like an echo chamber and it's much more exaggerated and amplified and it's much much more serious but as soon as i write a thought down on a piece of paper or type it into a notes app on my phone whichever way you decide to journal as soon as i can see it in front of me there's so much 
distance now. It's not in my head, clanging around and on repeat and getting, you know, stirred up. Now it's just static on a piece of paper and I can look at it with some objectivity. And then I can wonder about it and think, is that really so serious? Is that really true? Do I need to keep thinking that? Can I find evidence to the contrary? You know, and then I can do something with it. But when it's in my head, I'm not really asking those questions about it. So it sounds like the beginning of your journey was kind of confronting some of those limiting beliefs that you had about who you were and what you could be. Sure. And the journaling kind of helped you unravel or kind of take off the conditioning or the the things that you had thought you were to kind of rediscover who you really were underneath. Yes. Even just writing it down had me, you know, contemplate like, oh, is this me? Like, do I care about this? Like, is this important to me? Because maybe I was just fed the expectation that this is what people in your age range or people in your profession or people in your gender care about. But as soon as I write it down, I'm like, well, maybe not. Mm-hmm. Like even from the promotion to, do I even want kids? Or is that just what I'm supposed to want right now? Yes. Things like that, I'm yeah. sure, right? Mm-hmm. So how can, let's start from the person that has never, maybe since they were a little girl wrote in their journal when they were mm-hmm. little, but how, yeah. and if they're about to embark or they're interested in this podcast and interested, I've mentioned journaling a couple of times as like being part of my morning practice if they're interested in kind of starting something yeah. with journaling, maybe not ready to dive head first, but like dip a toe, how yeah. can you recommend that they start? Yeah. Well, if you just from, from just this little bit of conversation are curious and think, okay, maybe I will. I mean, right after we finish talking and you hit, you know, stop or play from this podcast, get out whatever piece of paper you have whatever, or your, you know, notes app on your phone or something, and just write what you thought about what we talked about today. Like, even just that. Now, this doesn't have to be your consistent, newfound, forever journaling practice. But research has shown that even one 20 minute journaling session has impact for the next six months. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. So when they do those, you know, control group studies where they put, you know, X number of people in a control group and then X number of people write for 20 minutes, it's called expressive writing and research circles. They don't call it journaling, but, you know, do some expressive writing. And then, you know, the other group just writes about current events or something. The group that did the expressive writing or the journaling, they're able to measure benefits, you know, six months out. Wow. what yeah. are the what are some of those benefits? Some things like um, improved mood, reduced depression and hostility, reduced aggravation. Um, I I think it has something to do with like better results in the next doctor's appointment kind of thing. So mm-hmm. it really can, and I'm I'm sure this is not across the board for everyone. You know, I'm I'm sure results may vary, but it really cannot hurt. You know, uh, so if you just sit down, write something down, it opens your mind it gets that those thoughts out of your brain and onto paper it gives you that distance and if you want to continue it so that would be like your question was what would you say to the person who is now just considering it maybe for the first time Mm -hmm. i would say just do it today 
without any expectation and without any judgment. Just do it just so you've got that first one out of the way. How, now, how much? Yeah. How long? 20 minutes. 20 okay. minutes. Just write for 20 minutes. It doesn't need to be meaningful. It doesn't need to be impactful. It doesn't need to be, need to be deep. Just the, just the, you know, that the journey starts with the first step idea is just write today something for 20 minutes. You can throw it away afterwards, right? It's just that I got that first one out of the way. That helps with the resistance because your brain is probably telling you, oh, I need a special journal and I want it to be this way and I want to have a practice. Okay, yes, you'll get to all of that. But first today, just write for 20 minutes. I totally am that person. I was like, I'm going to become a journaler. And then I go and pick out like this beautiful journal at Target. And then I'm like, no, I feel like I, the, like the three, the binder part is like bumping into my wrist. I like every excuse, yes. the pen yes. is bleeding through the paper and, or I, you know, maybe I prefer blue after all. And then just hemming and hawing and not, not actually writing. Right. right? Yeah. It's like, what? Just write, just write something. So then the question I feel like most people are going to say is like, okay, you gave the prompt of like, okay, sit and just write about what you thought of this episode but what about the the next time okay good yeah so you got the difficult first step out of the way now your brain is like okay i did it once i didn't die the world didn't collapse you know it's okay now you can kind of think about like you were saying what would i want to journal in and with and when would i want to journal and how i mean is 20 minutes too long or is it not long enough or you know then you can make it really your own practice. And okay, so a couple of things I'll tell you right up front. The first amount of time that you journal, like let's say the first week or the first two months or however long, you, it's gonna be awkward because it's a new behavior and you're not accustomed to it yet and you're asking your brain and your body to do something that you haven't done habitually before. So of course, you're not gonna journal and be like, this was amazing, everything's perfect now. You're, it's a learning curve just like anything else. So give it that time. Um, and then the other thing is your journaling practice is definitely going to evolve. So you might start with the binder now and with the pens that bleed through now. And then six months from now, you might be like, oh, no, I will never use a binder again. Now I love loose leaf or now I love spiral or now I love or whatever. Right. So just let it evolve naturally as you get drawn to a different type of journal or a different type of journaling or a different type of pen or a different medium as you naturally get drawn to those things, let yourself experiment with them and try them out and give them a good shot because every time you try something new, it's different and new. But then if if you start journaling only with prompts or only stream of consciousness, whatever, just let your journaling practice evolve and learn. And that keeps it fresh for you too. And that's how you learn. And that's, you're, you're evolving anyhow. So of course your journaling practice could evolve with you too. Do you suggest that beginners start with prompts or stream of consciousness? Prompts, I do. Huh? Well, like, so beginners, I just said, after we hang up, go journal. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Even, but I did give a prompt, like, what did you think of the episode? What came up for you as you were listening? But um, yeah, I, I run a few different journaling groups. And so I have a lot of first time or returning journalers come uh, and they're like, I've never journaled before. I haven't journaled since I was a kid. And I always provide prompts. And the feedback usually is, wow, I didn't know what I was going to write about and I didn't know what to expect. But those prompts just really, I thought, you know, I, I thought 20 minutes is way too long and I couldn't stop writing. It just was coming out of me because of having the prompt. And I'm very specific about my prompts. I want them to be empowering, thought provoking, um, something to help you get that awareness that otherwise you're not naturally going to ask yourself. 
Could you give us another example of a beginner prompt? Here's, here's one that I love. Like, what is a lesson that I've learned in the last year? So by using a prompt like that, we're not like, it's not overarching for your whole year or your whole life. It's just time constrained into the last 12 months or so. And it's on the spectrum of negative to positive. It's positive because it's about learning and growth. Mm -hmm. And it's reflective because then you really have to like search your mind. Like your mind will answer whatever question you give it. So if you ask yourself, what's wrong with me? You're going to find everything that's wrong with you. But if you ask yourself, what have I learned in the last 12 months? You're going to be like, that's interesting. What have I learned? And maybe the answer is that I can't remember anything that I've learned in the last 12 months. Okay. Good to know. That's great awareness. Cause maybe that prompts you then to say, I want to start paying attention when I encounter lessons or when I encounter, you know, realizations, I want to kind of like keep track of those and see what happens. I have been, unprompted journaling for the past year. And at first I can see why people might be intimidated by journaling because you don't know what to write. And sometimes I'm like, to-do list, don't forget to get the milk and you know, just kind of trying to fill the page. And like, my thing is like, just try to do like three full pages before I like give up. And sometimes I end up flowing into way longer than three pages. And then I like will spur off into a gratitude list if I can't Mm. think of anything else or, you know, and but the prompts thing, I think is something that I will take it to the next level. So I'm excited to learn more about that. But we're still, since we're still in the beginner journalers, I have one more question for the beginner. Do you suggest that the beginner journaler or any journaler, I guess, have music on or have people walking around? Or is this a solo, quiet process? I think it's a personal preference. Because, you know, some people do better with noise and and activity around them. So if you like having music, have some music on. If you like complete silence, be in complete silence. Like do and, and play around with like, if you are in complete silence and that's making you crazy because then you're just hearing yourself knowing, like, I don't know what to write. Maybe don't be, be in complete silence in your case that maybe have some music on or have a show or a meditation on and, and yeah, just play around and experiment and see what works. Yeah. I think that's important. Like if you tried and you kind of, it wasn't for you, maybe switch up the environment, put something on if you had it quiet or turn it off if you had it loud and try again. So moving on now to the more experienced going into kind of like if we're looking at kind of a continuum from i've never journaled before it's been many years to now i journal but i'm not getting the benefits or i have journaled before and i I can't keep it going or you know it doesn't stick um that what we just talked about is really helpful experiment and and you let it evolve and try different things and then also i think that's the point where i'd really introduce prompts if people have been journaling and they just like go three days at a time or a week at a time. And then that's like two or three weeks or a month or six months before they come back. I bet my, my thesis is that they're not getting the benefits of journaling to make it, make it be something that they're looking for every single day. Because as soon as we get a reward from something and our brain is like, oh, this is a good, I'm going to do this. Then we will make the time for it. And we will rearrange our schedule to do it as soon as we get the reward. So my my thought is that people who don't make the time for it probably haven't seen the rewards. And so then is, I would say, check to see what you're journaling. If you're just venting and never, and that's it, that's probably not as helpful. And that might be the only case where I'd say, 
that might not be a great way to journal. Like that might be a harmful versus helpful journal. If you're just, you know, rehashing terrible events and, and terrible emotions and you're not pulling out any realizations or lessons learned or decisions for the future, that's probably not the best use of journaling time. So if you find yourself only venting and complaining, switch it up a little bit, bring in some prompts like, well, what can I learn from this? Or what was the bright side of this? Not to sugarcoat things. I, I, I think journal, uh, authenticity in journaling is so important. You have to write as if no one is ever going to read it <laughs> and just be so authentic because that's how you can actually see what you're thinking. And um, so, yeah, I would say don't sugarcoat, don't be too positive, but also certainly don't be too negative um, and use prompts. And then, like you said, maybe you need to incorporate a gratitude list. Maybe that will help you. Maybe incorporate a to-do list because maybe the reason why you can't go deeper in your journaling is because you have too many like tactical things on your mind. Okay, drop them on a sticky note to get back to later and then say, now what? That's handled, I'll get to those. Now, what do I, now what's on my mind? So yeah, play around. Okay, I like that. And then when you say 20 minutes, does that end up getting longer as you become more comfortable and you, you start seeing the benefits? Yeah, I think um, 20 minutes is a great, easy, no barrier suggestion. You know, I think anyone would be willing to sit down with a piece of paper for 20 minutes. My journaling practice usually is about an hour. Um, and I include in my uh, journaling practice, journaling, list making, a nine minute meditation and a gratitude at the end. Um, and then, so mine takes about an hour, sometimes more, sometimes less, but I really want my, I want to have an expansive amount of time when I'm journaling. So I never feel rushed. Um, so yeah, you can say, I will at least sit down. And some people, like you said, use a page limit. Like I will write for three full pages and then I close the book or whatever. Like, so again, it's all personal choice. Choose what works for you. And if it's not working, switch it up, try something a little bit different. Um, but yeah, I think 20 minutes is a good amount to start. And if you end up journaling every day for an hour, why not? If you've got the time, it's a really good use of time. How many prompts do you go through in your session? I am now not usually using prompts. It, every once in a while, if I come to a stopping point or kind of like writer's block, I'll use a prompt. The way that I use prompts is um, when I get a new journal, I and I use my own journals, I have a journal shop, and so I design the journals that I want to use. So when I get a new one, I will go through it and I'll write in the margins every couple of pages. I'll just flip it open with my thumb and every just random number of pages, I write a prompt and I reuse all my prompts. So these are, I'll just copy them from the previous journal or I'll have a list or something and I'll just write them in. And so if I come to a prompt, it's, I always, my belief is this was the perfect prompt for this day, always. Sometimes I'm like, no, 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 I've got this other thing I'm really working through. I'm really, you know, so the prompt doesn't fit in with that other thing. And then I just save it for the next day. I'm like, oh, perfect prompt for tomorrow. Perfect. Um, but otherwise, if there's no prompt on the page, and I'm still feeling a little bit of writer's block or something, I will either mentally think what prompt always gets me writing and I'll write that down and then answer it. Or I have a little bag of prompts by my, in my little writing station, one out and then I unfold it and I read it and then, oh, okay. And then I write about it. Um, so that I'll use that sometimes, or um, I do post daily uh, prompts on Facebook. So sometimes I never open my phone before I'm done journaling, but 
just to find a prompt, I'll just open it and go directly to the prompt, grab that, and then go back to my journaling. And you mentioned you have a shop of journals. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us a little bit more about those journals? Yeah. So I started it back in 2021. And um, I'm a really massive action type person. I love when I decide to do something, I'm like, I wonder if I could do like, hmm, you know, and so I decided that I would create 200 journals in 2021, just to see if it was possible and just to see what came up or what, you know, what was popular. Um, and, And I'm definitely my own number one customer. So I, of course, created the journals that I wanted. I like to write on graph paper. I like my journals to be uniform, all the same size. And I like kind of a theme once in a while, like um, motivational message on the front that's important to me. So I created all of those for myself. And um, yeah, so (laughs) there's a bunch of those. But then I know that a lot of people don't want stream of consciousness journals, they want prompts. So I do, I created a bunch of prompted journals too. And some are really specific, like prompts for people who are highly sensitive or someone who suffers from anxiety. There's like an anxiety worksheet. Like anytime you have kind of an anxious episode, you can take yourself through the worksheet and then reflect on it. Some people do not want to write in paragraph format or, you know, stream of consciousness. So it's just a list journal. Just make a list of 10 things. That's one of my favorites because if I told you make a list of 10 things that you're proud of in 2023, you'd be like, oh yeah, number one, number two, number three, you get down to four and then you'd be like, wow, we're only in April or May or whatever, you know, like, oh, I, I got five things. And then you tell yourself, I'm not finishing until I get down to 10. And then your brain really has to go to work and find those other five. And the best stuff comes out at the end of the list. So it's a really interesting way to journal when you really like hold yourself to a number and you say, I'm going to come up with 10 things in this category. Would that list journal be one that you would recommend for a starter? Sure. Oh yeah. Especially someone who's a little bit resistant to, I don't like writing. I'm not, I don't like my handwriting. I don't, you know, I'm just not a person who likes to write things out like that. Oh, but you can make a list, you know, you can just answer a prompt and just list 10 things. Yeah. Sure. We all could, if you can tell me which journal that is, I'll link it below in the show notes so that if someone is interested, they can easily pick that up. It's on Amazon. Yeah, it is. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. So how many journals do you have? Do you throw them away when you're done? Do you keep them and do you read them? Yes. Um, I, I think I have about on my shelf up here, probably about 20 something. I definitely keep them. I definitely reread them and I write the date on the side so that they're easy access because the way that I reread them, uh, another thing that I do sometimes if I come to a natural stopping point when I'm writing is I'll think, okay, what do I want to read? Do I want to read from yesterday? Not That's not very common, but sometimes I do. But, or do I want to read from one week ago? Like, so if today's Wednesday, I'll say, let me read what I wrote last Wednesday. I love seeing what's the same, what's different, what I've completely forgotten about in just one week, you know, or what I'm still dealing with as if it's the first time I'm dealing with it. That happens to me all the time. Um, and then I like to go back like, okay, well, today is the 19th. Let's see what happened on the 19th, six months ago. I just love to see those intervals and read that, or I'll read today's date last year, the year before, and the three years ago, just to see the progression and the changes and the evolution. Yeah. And it's also like, so comforting, I think, to see like the impermanence of things. Like I, I I mean, I was writing about something that I was so stressed about at work or something maybe at the end of last year. 
And I came across it to maybe two or three days ago. And I was like, I can't believe I was making this big of a yes. deal out of it, you know, and it ended up being, it just, like you said, once you put it on paper, it like becomes so much smaller and manageable, but still in that moment. And as I was kind of working through it, man, to see kind of where I am now from where I was thinking about that situation back then, it's so fascinating. And, and it shows a lot of personal growth, I think. Mm-hmm. And so kind of, it's like a way to kind of keep track of your growth and how you're seeing the world and how you're working through perceived problems at that time. Right. Totally. Yes. I love it. Yeah. Very cool. So yeah, I've seen my own journaling practice evolve. And so I've really implemented a couple of routines in my journaling that I really love and look forward to. So in my case, every Monday is manifesting Monday and I make a little list with stars. I love doodles and, and little shapes and things as I write. And so I make stars for the things that I'm manifesting. Just I don't have to manifest them this week. Of course, that's not the point of manifesting, but I just like to write them down and know that every Monday, and that's the thing to look forward to on a Monday is I'm going to write my little manifesting list. And um, that's a frequent thing that I love to flip back then and see what what has already manifested. Oh, look, that got that got that in a way I didn't expect. Oh, wow, that's coming. You know, it's just so great. Um, on uh, Saturdays, I do an evaluation of my week and I write down what I get credit for from the previous week and what I'm looking forward to in the next week. That is something that if we're not, if anyone out there is a regular journaling, a journaler and you don't give yourself credit weekly, start, please start. Here's what I just write at the top of the page. Here's what I get credit for this past week. And I just write as long as I can't write anymore. And I, it's bullet points, you know. I use uh, stars also, a different kind of star, like an asterisk, <laughs> not like a star. Not the manifestation star. Yes, yes right. Keep it straight, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it, it can be anything like I spent time with my mom and dad. You know, I, I did a favor for someone. I finally finished that thing that was hanging over my head. I met a new friend. I cooked dinner. What I mean, anything that I deserve credit for, it goes down on that list. Big, small, important, unimportant, it all goes down. I really try. And then when I think I'm done, I even still leave a few blanks at the bottom because I know I'll think of one or two more and I want to list them as well, you know? So I fill that list out. Sometimes it's a page, sometimes it's a page and a half. If it's only like half a page, I kind of need to sit there for a minute and think of more things I deserve credit for and write them down too. Um, But then the next part is what am I looking forward to next week? And so then that gets a checkbox because then when I do it or experience it, then I'll go and I'll check through and that's that Mm -hmm. dopamine hit of getting that checkbox, you know? So that's been a really fun practice for me. Um, Once a month, I do a monthly interview with myself where I have a a little template. Um, It's on a, it's not printed in my journal, although there is a journal that has them all printed in one place, but I use them loose leaf and it's got like, eight questions. And every month I answer those same eight questions. Like, what have I been working on? And what have I learned? And what have I been listening to? And what's bugging me? And just like, is what I'm doing still feeling good? Um, You know, things like that. And I just answer the same questions um, once a month. And then I tape those into my journal wherever they wherever that felt, because I don't know exactly when that's going to come up based on how much I've written. Uh, And then at the end of the year, I go through and I compile all of them so I can see my year at a glance. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Do you ever find yourself, I feel like just from the vibe I'm getting from you, the answer is going to be no, but do you ever get bored or run out of things 
to write about or feel like, man, I've got nothing new to report today? Um, probably um, on certain days, you know, may- maybe based on my mood or what, you know, maybe I'm like, oh, today I'm really dragging, like oh, nothing's coming up. And that's okay. I mean, it's, it's not going to be a home run 100% of the time. Um, but, but here's the thing too, especially for someone who's new starting, it doesn't need to be super meaningful or super brilliant. And you just want to get yourself in the habit so you can start to feel the benefits. And you don't expect that every day, like even if one out of 10 journaling sessions is really meaningful, that is a really good amount, right? So you will be willing to do it the other nine times to get that 10th day of like really insight or awareness or recognition or whatever it is. So yeah, I, every once in a while I'll have kind of an off day and I'll just, I will still write. I don't think I I can't, I can't even remember a day that I've ever skipped, but I will still write, but it might just be a paragraph. It might be like, I'm not feeling it today. Nothing is going well for me today. I'm going back to bed in a minute. Hope maybe I'll come back later and see if anything changes. Like that might be my journal entry for that day. Do you, what about people that are like, they, like you said, they don't love their handwriting, their hand gets tired. I'm just thinking of all yeah. the excuses, right? Yeah. So is there, can you still get the benefits typing Yeah. or voice memoing or doing this in some, do, the, the whole reflective practice, I right. think yes. is important, right? So like yes. if you do it in some other way, do you mm-hmm. still get the benefits or is it something about handwriting? I mean, I think research has shown that, um, Anytime we use handwriting, we're having that tactile experience and we're having that, you know, better memory recall. I mean, people do studies on college students about note taking. Is it better to type or write or whatever? You know, and I think in general, people think that writing with, you know, handwriting, if you can, is better than typing, but not everyone can. And I want to be totally inclusive. So, yes, if you um, type, good. If you voice memo, good. Whatever you do is good. And don't let that hold you back. This has been super, super inspiring. So if you are a beginner journaler, pick up a piece of paper and write down what was the prompt? What did I think about the conversation? Like, what do I think about journaling now that I heard someone talking about it? As simple as that. Yeah. And then the next day, maybe come back. Um, and, and, and can you tell us a little bit more about that, um, Facebook group or something? If someone is looking for prompts or to get a little bit more involved, how can they get involved? in that? Yeah, I do. I like to support people wherever, however they want to be supported. So I do it in a couple of different ways. Um, if you're on Facebook and you want a daily journaling prompt every morning, a journaling prompt just gets posted in the group. This group is not really community driven. It's not really about a lot of asking questions and posting anything. It's really just for a daily prompt. You just pop in, see the prompt, get out, you're good, right? Um, So that's one option. I know not everyone's on Facebook and I know not everyone wants to go on Facebook every day. It's not a problem. Um, So I do send out a weekly email every Sunday with a scattering of either prompts, affirmations, or a mantra. So, and then some other journaling resources and a featured journal for you to kind of think about, maybe I should get a different journal. So that comes out every Sunday if you're on my journaling email list. That's awesome. So I I do think that journaling is important because it, it allows you time to reflect and spend time with yourself and kind of work through that inner dialogue and make sense of it and create goals and then see if you're, if you're, you're, 
achieving those goals and celebrating your wins. Mm -hmm. And it just, I mean, there's no, it sounds like it's way more good than it is a hassle, if at all a hassle. And it's so worth it to just commit that time to yourself. Even if it's 20 minutes a day in the morning, before the kids wake up or at the end of the day, before you go to bed or while you're in bed, right? It's, it's, it's an important practice that has a lot of benefits. Thank you so much for sharing that with us today and um, giving us some ideas about how we can incorporate that into our life. Can you just give us some of your um, socials and how people can connect with you? Yeah. So my website is my name, which is Bex, B-E-X, and then my last initial B, so Bexby, four easy letters, dot O-R-G, because I like to organize things. So Bexby.org, super easy to remember. Um, And when you go there, then you can see the links to the weekly journaling prompts or the Facebook group or my journal shop or my coaching or whatever else you want to see, my podcast. Um, So yeah, you you can find everything there. Great. And so I'll link all of that below so that if a listener is interested, which I'm sure they will be, they will be able to link that and, and, and connect with you easily by clicking on the link below. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Confidence Council podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please make sure you click the follow button so that you're notified every time a new episode drops. If you want more content between episodes, check out the show's Instagram account and website, which will be linked in the show notes for you below. If you're walking away from today's episode feeling more confident or empowered in some way, please share it with a friend or share it on social media so that others can benefit from it too. Thank you again, and I'll see you back here next week. Bye for now.